Well, uh, let's continue in our series, and I just want to give you an announcement of possible future things. My <clears throat> wife came to me, and she said, you know what, Gary, she said, um, there are a lot of people talking to me about end times and revelations and book of revelations. And um, back in uh, the South, I was known as the one that taught a lot on that and just helped our pastors understand end times and stuff. And so I've done, I think, a couple times already here at the church uh, teaching on end times, and she's really encouraging me to do that. And so there's a possibility at the beginning of the year uh, that we may uh, do something really special and really begin to uh, press into the end times. A lot of people are asking questions, especially young people. Um, what's going on? What, what's happening? All this chaos in the world. And, and uh, you know, it didn't surprise God. God already showed it to us in Scripture. So that's, that's what we do. That's uh, is just bring the Word of God to you. So, but let's dive in. And I'm still praying about it. I, you know, I, I already have something in my heart that I felt the Lord said. But I'm, I'll just tell you, I'm like you. Sometimes I miss it. I do. Sometimes I miss it. You know, I, I think this is what we're supposed to do. And, and, you know, the Lord said, no, no, that's not what you're supposed to do, even if I even announced it. So uh, just pray for your pastor that he's not confused. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, I, I, just, uh, I just have a lot of fun just teaching the word and, and seeing people grow and and succeed in life. And that's my passion for you, to succeed in everything you put your hands to. Matthew 24, verse 35. The, the title of our series is The Sower and the Word, but today we're going to talk about the sower sows the word. In Matthew 24, 35, it says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. So we've already gone through some of the aspects of Mark chapter 4. And um, so when God, we learned that when God said his word, it was settled in heaven, and what was said is forever. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we must settle in our own hearts that the word of God, that Jesus or God said from heaven, that settled in heaven, should be settled in our own hearts on earth. When God says something, no matter what experiences we experience, when God says something, it is settled what he said. So now let's go to our theme scripture, Mark chapter 4, and let's begin again to tear it apart a little bit more. And let's talk about the, um, the ground that it described, all right? So, and, and with this revelation of how settled the word is, look at Mark chapter 4, verse 14. Verse 14 says, the sower sows the word. Now, I know that you enjoy the word of God. That's why you come, and that's why you go to classes here and all that. You're, you're listening, watching on TV. You're listening to podcasts because you love the Word. You're spending time in the Word. You're, you're uh, getting up in the morning or whatever time your morning is early. It could be afternoon because you work nights. Um, that you're, you're, you're getting up and you're, you're listening and you're watching and you're reading the Word of God. But you don't sow my Word. Now, I know this morning, a lot of us, I had a lot of compliments, a lot of uh, text messages and phone calls this afternoon, and you're just really excited what God's doing and the word that's being taught. But you don't sow my word. You don't sow Joel East Osteen's word either. You don't sow your neighbor's word. I know I'm being very simple here. But you, the sower, sows the word that has come from God. And the reality is, is I'm the one that brings you to the one that spoke the word. And when you're witnessing, when you're talking about the word, 
Uh, when, when you're speaking at a wedding, you're speaking at a funeral, you're, you're up there in business, you sow God's word, what he says. And we need to get that in our, our craw because a lot of times, you know, we say, well, you know what uh, so-and-so said? You know what Pastor Gary said? Well, yeah, I said it, but you know who first said it? God. And he's just a little bit more powerful than I am. And, and the reality is, is I understand that. And I, I know my place as an under-shepherd. The Bible says that I'm the shepherd, the flock of God. All right? And so in reality, I need to see things as a shepherd. But I'm the under-shepherd. I'm the one that will bring you to the shepherd. And so God the sower sows the word, his word in your hearts to bear fruit. Now notice that what I just said is the word has been sown by God in your heart. Now you must sow the word that's in your heart in the areas of your life. You need to see it. Remember I said this this morning about, about Abraham and Zerubbabel? Well, with Zerubbabel, um, what took place is, again, God told him to look at the mountain. The mountain is really an allegory of, of the people problems that he had and the tribulation that he had. And he says, what I want you to see is what I promised you, your vision. And if you see what I promised you, I will make the mountain like a plane. I will make the mountain disappear in your life. And, and a lot of times in life, we, we have a tendency to focus on the mountains, focus on the tribulation, focus on the people problems. And, and I, just, I just want to tell you, um, the only way that you won't have people problems if you stay away from people, <laughs> okay? That's the only way you're not going to have people problems. Because why? Because people hurt People uh, don't understand who God is. They haven't made steps of faith. They don't have a firm foundation. And so a lot of times, you, you can pour into people. You can pour into your spouse. You can pour into all these things. And, and you look and you say, well, all this that I did, how come they still, or how come this is going on? And God, I did all this. I'm, I'm faithful to church. And how come this is happening with my children? I want to tell you that in life, in this world, you will have tribulation. You just need to decide that. But here's what we need to do. Instead of focusing on the mountain, we need to focus on the vision that God gave us, the mission God gave us, and proclaim the word to that vision. And when we proclaim the word to that vision, then it's God's responsibility for that, that word to bear fruit. It's settled in heaven. You must have it in your heart, settled in your heart, that it works on earth too. All right. Isaiah 55, 11. It didn't say, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. It didn't say that, that it wouldn't happen. That it wouldn't happen. See, God said it, Isaiah 55, 11. So look at this. Jesus said in Mark 4, most of the people, it won't accomplish anything. Remember that? There are four types of people and only one bore, bore fruit. The other three heard the word, know the word, but it didn't bear fruit. Why is that? It's because they didn't begin to sow the word. They sowed their pain. They sowed their frustration. They sowed their impatience. Let's continue in this. So again, Jesus said in Mark 4, most of the people, it won't accomplish anything. The wayside, the stony, and the thorn people. That's, I'm just simple. So I call them wayside people, stony people, not stoned people, but stony people. 
and, and thorn people. So let's talk about this and find out that why it's not settled in them, but it is settled in one type, one type of person, and we're going to find out that type of person is the one that sows the word. All right? So in this, is God the Father and Jesus at odds? No. The people didn't get it. Verse 15 of Mark 4 says, And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Did it bear fruit, the word? It settled in heaven. No, because the word was taken away. Now, this is so important that you hear what I'm about to say. This word that was sown in verse 15 is so powerful to produce exactly what the Father pleases. This word is filled with God's power and anointing, but doesn't produce anything for the wayside Christian. So why not? Why not? Again, it's settled in heaven and purposed by God to be settled in this person. But this person, person's confession would be, I guess it wasn't God's will for me when it didn't happen right away. Or something else happened. I want to tell you, I was sharing with the, the elders on Wednesday and on some of the things, the new things that we're going to be announcing to you uh, November 7th uh, of, of what I believe what God is doing at Valley and the next step we're going for all our breakthroughs and how we're going to break through and see just a powerful, uh, just absolutely powerful thing happen in all your families, your homes and and your children and grandchildren and, and parents and, and whatever it may be. But I was talking to them about how that this past week, um, I was so excited about things that were happening. But a gentleman that um, I had four in my church in North Carolina, I may have said something to you last Sunday evening, but Dr. Hughes um, was a founding missionary, one of the founding missionaries in Foursquare. Went to Papua New Guinea, uh, the Philippines, and Asia. But 23 years in Papua New Guinea, and basically went out into a field where God called them and began to build a home. Headhunters, witchcraft, you name it. This was in 1956. And so... Um, he passed away, and he was uh, a senior elder that I called them. I had four of them and then 20 other elders uh, in the church, ministering elders. But um, these were four, and I would sit with them and share what my heart was to teach. And then I'd ask them to respond to me of, do I get it? What, you know... I, I know the word, I've studied it, Greek, Hebrew, all that, and I'm not like Pastor Dan with Greek and stuff, but bottom line, I had the correct books to, to read and understand things. But I would ask them, uh, this is how I'm doing it, this is where I'm going. And they would sit and talk with me, and they were, they were senior elders. I respected them as, as peers and, and uh, just people who were men of God that just really, through the years of their life, just did great things. Like Dr. Hughes, um, today there's 1,800 churches in New Guinea and uh, that came because he was the father of all of that, four square churches in New Guinea. And yes, there were other men and women that followed, but bottom line, what, I, what I'm telling you, I lost him this week. And then a good friend of mine, Bob, who, who I knew, I was a supervisor, and, and he was on staff with a general supervisor, and we became good friends. 
And then near the end of uh, the changing of our general supervisor becoming a president, I appointed Bob as a pastor of one of the, my churches that I oversaw, and he still pastors it. His wife passed away this week, 59 years old, and uh, got pneumonia and went in the hospital and never came out, was there for 29 days. And she passed away. And this morning before I came out, I was on the phone with Bob, just encouraging him and, and loving on him and telling him that I'm available if, if he needs me. And, you know, the, the week, the only week that I couldn't fly out for a couple days for Dr. Hughes' funeral was the week I couldn't. And so I'm not able to be at, at both funerals. And it breaks my heart. But let me just tell you this. But I know where they're at. There's peace in my heart. I don't allow that. I was in here so excited this morning, and, and I had a heavy heart. But I don't allow that because why? There's such a purpose of the Word of God and the Word in me that rose up in me and brought joy and excitement. And that's what uh, the Lord is talking about in, in, in Mark chapter 4 of being a sower of the Word. I sowed the Word in, in the family uh, in Dr. Hughes' family and um, called Pastor Dale, who still pastored Dr. Hughes, uh, who took over from me in North Carolina. And, and, and the reality is, you know, just like years back when, when we, we've lost some very special people and spouses that are, that are in here, and then I loved them, and they were just amazing people. Uh, you know, your mom and, and just people that I've known for for decades and losing them and it just breaks my heart and sometimes people people look at me and say oh yeah that's, that's that cold pastor over there you know he doesn't really care I care I really do but I want to tell you I, I'm not a wayward Christian and when all Hades breaks loose and there's loss and 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 all the different things I don't I don't allow it to steal the word from me. Amen. That that same Holy Spirit that brings comfort to, to Bob and, and to the family of Dr. Hughes, uh, his wife passed away three years ago, um, is the same Holy Spirit that brings comfort to me. But I need to see that. I need to speak that in my life. Even though there's emotions, there's hurt. And, and I'm, I'm not a, a, a cold fish. I... I I'm finding myself late, lately, even in movies now, I cry. It's ridiculous, you know. But, yeah, but you know, that's, that's where it's at. But Jesus said here that Satan stole the word seed. Again, you know, well, God is a big God, and he knows what he's doing. I'm just going to trust him till the end, whatever happens. No, I'm being facetious. No, that's not, needs, that does not need to come out of our mouth. Yes, I trust God because the word says this. Amen. So what happened to this wayside Christian? The answer is he got off of what God had said and onto what he looked like. What, what God looked like to him or what the situation looked like. The situation sometimes looks terrible. It looks awful. What in the world is going on? But what does the word say? It's been sown in your heart by God. And because it's been sown in your heart, it has a purpose, and the purpose has to come out in belief system out of your mouth. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now let me tell you, through the years, even today, I'm still working on that. So I'm encouraging you to work on it with me. Not, not just look at, oh, well, you're a pastor. You're supposed to be that way. Really? I'm human who's called to be a pastor. Amen. <laughs> All right, well, let's go on. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. See it in your spirit. See, when you're looking at the vision that God's given you, and you're seeing the mountain of tribulation and people's struggles and all the different things, what it's saying is see in your spirit what God has promised and begin to speak that. 
It's not putting your head in the sand that it's not happening. That's not faith. That's presumption. What it is is really grasping the truth of what the Word of God says, and you become the sower. So a sower is to stay on what God said, even though it looks like it's going another direction. The second, uh, we begin to even see if it's working or not, Satan steals the word. You know, it's like we pray and then we go like this. Pray for a situation in our body and we start like that to see if maybe God did something. God already did something because it's settled in heaven. And he spoke it and he said it to you. Do you know how, and I'm going to use a term I normally don't use, you know how fabulous you are in the kingdom of God? You know how powerful you are in the kingdom of God? It's what's in your heart. Jesus said the non-answer is not, <laughs> is not God. It was the word stolen that had power to produce. So when you have a non-answer, it's not God. He already sowed it. Amen. A farmer sows corn seed. He doesn't expect broccoli to come up. No, he doesn't. Why? Because he sowed corn. Amen. He sowed corn, and corn is going to come up. So let's now look at the stoned, no, stony Christian in verse 16, those likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who, when they hear the word, as a wayward Christian, now the stony Christian, that's the same powerful anointed word as verse 15, that God said it's settled and it will produce. Let's, let's continue verse 16. Sown on stony ground, who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. In other words, receiving the word with gladness is excitement and joy. It's a good thing. See, that's where I think a lot of teachers of the word of God make a mistake. Is when people get excited about Jesus, it's usually because of the word of God. And it's a powerful thing that God gave, sowed in their heart for that excitement to come. But what happens here, notice verse 17 now, and they have no root in themselves. Sunday morning, we're talking about foundation. They have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time. So stony Christians hang on for a while. Oh, they're happy. It's good. You know, oh, things are good. They call their brothers and sisters and say, man, oh, man, you know what God's doing for me? And all of a sudden, boom, something happens. Just like Abraham, Zerubbabel, look up and see. God is always telling you with the word that he's planted in you, look up and see what I said, not what's going on. So, they heard the message, they heard the promise, but it had no root. So let's see what is used of the enemy to steal then. Verse 17 continued, Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. See, another mistake we say is, you know, the devil's after me. No, he's not. He's after the word that God planted. He's not after you. He's after the word. And now, let me say it this way. Um, to me, you're really important. I love you. I, I just, it's an honor to be a part of your church family. But let me just tell you, the enemy doesn't give a rip about you or me. He cares about the word because he knows the word is settled in heaven and he doesn't want you to have in your spirit, in your heart, that the word is settled, that you, by your words, destroy the works of the enemy. See, and, and uh, stony uh, Christians are those that are up and those that are down. 
And it's kind of like walking on rocks in, at the beach barefoot. How many of you can do that with no problem? I knew a lot of people in the South that they barely wore shoes. Matter of fact, some of them came to church with no shoes on. And so they would go and walk over whatever, and they, they wouldn't even feel it. Okay? But let me, let me just tell you is we, if we walked on stones, we would, oh, 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 oh. We'd pick up our foot, and we'd, you know, try to take care of it. We'd start bleeding, all kinds of things. So Jesus is telling you and me that tribulation, hard times, persecution, people, problems, is happening because the word is in your heart. You have the word of God in your heart. Some people say, well, what do I need to do? Do I need to read the word five hours a day? Well, great if you can do that. I don't have that much time. I don't every day. There are days that I'm in the Word for about 8 to 10 hours, praying over it, reading it, and all the different things. But, you know, that's what I'm called to do. And, and so many of you, you don't have five hours to get in the Word. And, you know, you, you should 15, 20 minutes, half hour, whatever it may be, hour, um, and, and work on that. Just be consistent. But the Word is in your heart. You come here to church, the word is in your heart. I sowed word in you. And Satan hates that, knowing it will produce if it stays there. How do you know the word stays in your heart? Because you speak it. You don't speak, oh, it always happens to me. How come this happens to me? It doesn't happen to anybody else. You know? Nah, the word's been stolen. Because God has sown the word in everyone. And in heaven, he is expecting it to produce. Remember the story when Jesus was teaching the disciples? And then they got all kinds of fear when they got in a storm. And, he, and the first thing he said was, man, wasn't that a big storm? Man, I thought we were all going to die. No, he didn't say that. You know what he said? How come you don't have faith? Why did he say that? Not because they were bad people, because he sowed the word just before they went. And he expected the word to have faith. Why? Because it's settled in heaven. It's settled in Jesus' heart, and it needs to be settled in ours. God's not trying to get you to stumble. He has spoken his word to bear fruit in your life. So by not establishing the word in our lives, this stuff happening in our lives, steal the word. <clears throat> stuff happens, folks. Amen. I have <clears throat> planted things in people. I have spent hours and hours and hours and hours and days with people planting the word, discipling, all of that, and I've watched it just flit away because they either were wayward, stony, or the next one we're going to talk about in a moment. <clears throat> we get all frustrated and mad and let that stuff get our focus, and because we focus on that, the word that is anointed to transform our lives is stolen. The stony Christian. One translation says the stony Christian gets offended. So in that same verse, it says gets offended. Offense is one of the greatest tragedies of Christians because it steers you into the opposite of what was sown in your heart. A whole bunch of Christians are running around mad, frustrated, and don't realize they are drinking the enemy's poison, hoping someone else would die. They're mad at the world. They're mad at God. They're in, and they're drinking the enemy's poison because he's saying, hey, I got the word. Throws it away. And then he tries to tell you it doesn't work here. Healing's not for today. How many times have you heard people say that and teach that? 
Well, I don't think healing's today. I don't think the baptism of the Holy Spirit is for today. What's the importance of water baptism? That was back then. You know, tithing is not for today. Okay, live in a curse. And, you know, all the different things that, that Scripture truth tells us, we have to understand the truth because the truth will set us free. Ephesians 4.26 says, Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Church family, people do stuff. Things happen. And there are times I just, I, I just like, <clears throat> but I don't get angry at people. I get angry at the person who stole the word out of that person. There are times when, when things happen and it looks like it's opposite of the word of God. And I prayed and I believed. You know, there are times that, God, what is going on? And the enemy said, see, you're not there yet. There's no way that's going to happen in your ministry, you know, or you hear it, same thing. You know, we better go find someone at some conference to pray for us because, you know, it ain't happening around me. And, and God said, no, wait, wait, the same word that is in them is the same word I sowed in you. But you have to become a sower and make sure you have the good ground, the good foundation. Are you following my method here today? Okay. Church family, if we stumble enough times, we will even change our theology to feel better. You ever heard someone say, yeah, I used to go to church. Yeah, I, I used to believe that. I don't believe that anymore. Matter of fact, I think the Lord really wants in today's day. Really? Where'd you find that in the Word? Um, I heard someone say it. Okay. All right. I know who said that. It was the enemy because he stole the truth out of your heart. Ephesians 6, verse 10. It says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the strategy of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of, of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, the evil day is a day of attack. When stuff happens. So the enemy is saying, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. You messed up. He'll say it over and over until you believe it. So your job, <laughs> I'm not talking to you, but your job, stony Christians, if that's you, is to say this. Yes, I know all that stuff is there. But I know now the word sown is more powerful than that stuff. Amen? It's more powerful than the stuff. The word is forever settled in heaven and will be settled in my world. That's my daily mission is to settle in my heart the word of God is truth. Amen? Because in this world, tribulation arises. The enemy comes in, the enemy the day of attack. Put on the whole armor of God. And, and there's only one offensive weapon, and that's the word of God. And so if you're going to sit there and just be defensive all the time, be a person of offense, not the bad way, but be offensive and score spiritual victories by what you say, how you say it. Amen. Well, but pastor, you know, this person I'm dealing with, they're always that way. It's been the last five years I've been around them at work, and they're always that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because probably every day the word's stolen from them. Because everybody hears the word. You're walking around them, and you're a believer. <laughs> Amen. They got to hear the word from you. And it goes into their heart because you're a sower. But what happens, 
they're either a wayward Christian or a stoned Christian, stony Christian. And they allow darkness to overcome. But the word of God will bring light to darkness if you work on your ground and you become that sower. Out of the abundance of your heart, speak the word of God. Look at verse 18 of Mark 4. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. Here's the thorny person. They are the ones who hear the word and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things, entering in, choke the word, and become unfruitful. So what becomes unfruitful? The person? The word does. I thought the word was settled in heaven. Cares, Jesus said, cares, deceitfulness of riches, and desires for other things enter into your heart, choking the word, and the, or it, the word, becomes unfruitful. That's not God's plan. Amen. It's not God's plan at all. So Jesus said, the all-powerful, anointed, forever settled word of God that has intentional purpose becomes unfruitful. Let me ask you this. Is that God's will? No, it's not. What is God's will? Fruitfulness. That the word bears fruit. Okay, did God change his mind? No. Is God allowing you to deal with it to make you a better person? No. Our responsibility is to keep the word. Understand, tribulation, people problems come to steal the word. Not to tell you this is God's will. It's called all kinds of reasoning and logic of what we think is going on and what God is doing. Again, the same thing is, is what we find is because they begin to look at all those things in life, it's not fair and, you know, it's not just, it's not right, it's not all these different terminologies. Bottom line, they're reasoning the truth out of their heart. And they're not speaking the truth they're speaking opposite of the truth. Now, I have to admit, there's a few times in life I've been caught doing this. Will you admit to that too? Yeah, yeah, okay. So after the tribulation is over, I would say, now I know what God was doing with me. No. See, it comes, nothing evil comes from God. All good things come from the Father. So anything in that area of bringing hurt and all that, that is coming from the enemy, not to get at you, but to get at the word in you. So you won't speak it. Uh, and we got to, I'm telling you, I, I've been doing this a long time, and I still, Lord, I repent. I'm sorry. Why would I even say that? I know the truth. I just spoke on that last month. He said, yeah. Yeah, you did. And you did a pretty good job of it. But you know what? <laughs> the enemy came in and ripped you off, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I, I, I watch people who think they're holier than thou, that they know it all. They know why God's doing it. They, even they, and then it changes into they're prophetic. They, they walk as a prophet, and they know... They can't fix their lives, but they can fix everybody else. You know people like that? All right. Well, the reality is, is the enemy's stolen the word from them. And they're out of their reasoning trying to figure out what God is doing. I don't have to figure out what God is doing. I just have to know what the word of God says. And the word of God says it. I believe it. And then I need to speak it. See, there, there are some things, what I did a while ago, and I'm continuing to do it, and I'll do it the rest of my life, that when I went on the mission field, I was attacked by a virus, not the virus, everybody, so don't run. Okay, attacked by a virus, and so what I did is it attacked some of my internal organs. 
So for a season, um, by the way, I haven't had COVID, all right? So for a season, I was uh, having some physical problems, and it was messing my wife up because um, I've always been healthy. So we drew some people together that we knew, and we shared some things that went on. And, but what I did is I, I now have pictures and, and models of different parts of my body, internal organs, that is healthy, the picture. And every day I look at it and I say, thank you, Lord. That's, that's my internal organs. And God has restored a lot. And I'm still at that place where I'm still needing just a little bit more uh, uh, change. And, but you know what? I'm working out. I'm feeling good, all the different things. And, but the, the struggle is, is I believe in medicine, but the struggle is always wondering. But now I don't wonder anymore because I look, and every time I, like Zerubbabel, I look at the mountain and I say, it's totally healthy. That's what's inside me. And I thank the Lord for it. And the enemy does not have an ability to come at me to steal my joy here. So when I'm teaching you, I'm, I'm telling you, you know, I'm 63 years old. And I've been healthy as an ox. I used to run 25 miles a week and work out. And, you know, uh, for years when I was younger, I'd carry around 6% body fat and, and you know, all the different things. And it wasn't that I was wanting a beach body because I rarely went to the beach. I just wanted to stay healthy. Why? To preach the word. Take vitamins, all the different things. And, and um, you know, but bottom line, that's what I do because I know that's what works. I don't want to be a wayward. I don't want to be a stony Christian, or one that always has the cares of the world on me. Amen. So God, by the Holy Spirit, is saying, no, 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 I was just doing what I already said, my word. That's what, God, what are you doing? My word. But, but this is happening, my word in you. Well, what are you going to do with this? What I already said that's settled in heaven, this is my word. So if you really listen to God, he's going to answer you <laughs> every single time what my word said, what I've already settled in heaven. That's what I'm doing. All right? So stuff goes on in our lives, but we need to get rid of the thorns, reasoning, wrong doctrine based on experience. You know, I faced many different people through the years, and once saved, always saved, uh, Calvinism, you know, uh, Jesus only, uh, you don't tithe today, and all, the, you know, I can name a hundred different things that uh, people have wrong doctrines. And so part of my ministry through the years has been the one that corrects. And sometimes people don't like it when a pastor brings correction. But let me just tell you, anytime you ever correct, you correct out of love. Why is that? You know, God, like he says, uh, on Sunday morning, like we've been talking about, you know, sometimes God will red tag us. You can't move on till you fix that foundation. But God, I'm so ticked off. I'm just tired. I can't wait anymore. Fix your foundation. Let patience have her perfect work that you may want and lack nothing. That's what God settled in heaven. If you have patience, you will want or lack nothing. Wow. So God is trying to do what he said. So here's the question. How can God's word become unfruitful? God's word will always bear fruit, but maybe not in the thorny Christian, but in the one with a good ground. So decide to hang on to the word. See, as your pastor, I'm not saying be perfect, but I'm saying go, go to perfection. It's called maturity. Learn from your mistakes. 
There are a lot of times you and I do things right because it's right to do, but it's not what God said. You hear what I just said? I know that sounds confusing, all right? But in our own heart, our desire was to do the right thing to help someone. But we didn't do it in accordance with what God's word says. And so we have to, to align ourselves to the word of God in, in every aspect of our life. And um, that's what I'm doing as your pastor here, is I'm, I'm aligning everything. And, and November 7th, you're going to receive a booklet that we put together. And um, it's going to show you uh, the, the stability of reaching to the heights of what God's called you. Because I just want to tell you again, y'all are fabulous. You're amazing people of God. You have great giftings. You will do great things for the kingdom of God, but you got to learn to become the sower of the sower's word. Psalm 91 verse 7 says, A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. He's not talking about the enemy. He is talking about brothers and sisters in the Lord. A thousand may fall on one side, 10,000 the other, but it won't come nigh you. Why? Because you keep the good ground and you stay being a sower of the word of God. Psalm 91, 1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This is a system of God. When you know God in his ways, Mark 4, 20. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Now, you know what? We, we get in trouble because as Christians, because we feel it's right and it's something good that we do. We just go after it. Do, 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 do. Just keep doing and doing and doing and doing. Just going after it. I just do a little bit more. Just do a little bit more. Just do a little. No, stop. Like I said this morning, slow down and sow the word. What does a farmer do if the first day that he plants a part of his field and the next two, three days, it just pours down the rain and floods and destroys his seed. What does he do? He replants. He waits till the ground becomes good, and he removes the bad seed, and he replants the good seed. He replants the Word of God. And that's what we have to do. What happens when all Hades breaks loose and you go through a trial and, and you're beat up? How many of you know we're all beat up sometimes? The enemy is the greatest bully in the world. But we have victory over that. And we need to understand that. So all of us are at different levels, but our goal is 100%. Jesus did it, and Jesus told us, I have given you the Holy Spirit so you can do it too. Jesus always spoke in line with the word and acted on the word. So don't change the word. Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Nothing just happens. They happen for a reason. First of all, God sows the word in you, purpose. Second of all, Satan comes to steal it. Third, what you do is you prepare good ground. See, good ground Christians will hang on to the word until it bears fruit. So here's what we do. Hear the word, accept the word and what it says, and bear fruit. Hear the word. Accept the word and bear fruit. Let me close with this verse, and I want to pray. I'm not going to read it yet. I just feel like I just need to say this. 
I am so proud of so many people in this church. I have watched you sow the word of God. I've watched you do what I'm teaching. I'm just being the shepherd that just wants to remind you of what you've already done. I want to encourage you. Don't get involved in the, I got to do more, I got to do more. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will say, do more. But be led of the Holy Spirit. Don't be led out of emotion of not being worth it. I love the word identity for our youth group. And I just want you to understand who you are. You're good ground Christians. Rise up in your heart. Know that you will be able to accomplish great things. Some of you are in line and you are actually preparing to do things you've never done before. And some of you are even scared on it. You begin to quote the word of God. Whatever you do, you are a sower of the word of God. So when you are witnessing, discipling, when you're teaching, whatever you're doing, you're sowing the word of God in people's lives. Amen. John 5, verse 19 and verse 30. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. What does the Father do? He sowed the word. I can of myself do nothing. This is Jesus. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Father, thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the reality of good ground. Lord, we will continue to remind ourselves, whatever goes on, when the stuff happens, we will remind ourselves, sow the word, sow the word, sow the word, speak the word, speak the word. And Lord, I thank you that it's not just a belief system, but it is a knowing. That in our heart, we know your word is truth. Remind us, Holy Spirit, every single day of who we are in Christ. And thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you, Lord, for my brothers and sisters. Bless them this week. Let this week just be a charged week of the word being sown out of their hearts and bring success to what they put their hands to. In Jesus' name, amen.